So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, gigging pros? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. I feel like it's been weeks since you and I last chatted, but it might not have been. Uh, it is August 3rd today, and I'm happy to announce that yesterday I finally got my Colorado license plates. So my car is official. Yay. Anyway, it's been a crazy couple of weeks here as far as gigging is concerned and crazy in a good way. Um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if I mentioned it here in my email newsletter, but basically I had fallen off the wagon as far as reaching out to new venue and event planners. You know, I preach it all the time and the partnerships that I've created so far have really been paying dividends. Like I broke into this new city with no connections, no following, nothing, and have already been playing tons of gigs just by the few uh, pieces of, of work that I've taken, the, the few partnerships I've created. But I know I could be doing a lot more. So I've been doubling down I have had my dream team, which is my virtual assistants, reach out to every venue and event planner in Denver uh, within 30 miles. And I've been getting tons of emails back saying, yeah, let's have you out to our venue. Come come take a tour, bring your instrument. It'll be a great time. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, so I urge you, if you have not been diving into this strategy yet, do it. Now is the time. Um, the second thing, is some unexpected partnerships have been happening that I hinted at on previous episodes. You know, I say that you can partner a lot with event venues and event planners, and that'll cover your weddings, corporate events, nonprofit events, private parties, etc. But I have not hammered as much the fact that you can partner with other businesses in the events industry. Good case in point is DJ companies. So... You know, I will admit I am an electric violinist, which is easy to pair with DJ. However, I don't think that means it won't work for those who are not electric violinists or saxophonists or guitarists. I feel like this could work for all kinds of musicians. You just have to be a little more creative with your partnership. So I partnered with a couple DJ companies, one of which I met at an open house that I sponsored, which I talked about. That was at Conifer Ranch in uh Conifer, Colorado, about 40 minutes outside of Denver. Met this DJ company there, owner of the company. Uh, they, they were DJing in a different space of the venue that I was playing at. I was playing at another space. And the owner of the DJ company came over, listened to me play, and uh, said she loved it, thought it was amazing, would love to work together. So we exchanged business cards, followed up afterwards. And then, uh, interestingly enough, Last week, I get a text from her asking if I'm available uh, in December for a, a gig at Empower Field, which is home of the Denver Broncos. I was like, that sounds awesome. What kind of gig is it? She's like, it's a holiday party for a corporation. It's like, boom, a holiday party that I literally booked in July, five months ahead of time. So if you are not marketing yourself for holiday parties yet, now is the time the... Uh, 
the proverbial starting gun has already fired and the race is on. So that's my one piece of advice from this episode. But also think about that. I partnered with a DJ company. They heard me play at an open house. We chatted and I already got a very handsomely paying gig. Uh, pays, I'll let you guys know, it pays a thousand bucks for two and a half hours for a soloist, which is pretty awesome. And then another DJ company that I met with in person at their office and jammed out with the owner. I actually plugged my electric violin into his mixer. He played some tunes. We played together and we've just been getting to know each other and becoming friends. Uh, He reached out to me for a gig in September in Winter Park, Colorado, which is up in the mountains. I think it's about an hour away from Denver. I'm still pretty new here, so I don't know the lay of the land. So he reached out to me for a gig, and this gig is a wedding that came from this partnership. I'll be playing the ceremony cocktail hour and a little bit of the dancing part, you know, playing alongside the DJ, which I'm excited to do. And that gig is paying 1500 bucks for a soloist. So all pretty cool stuff. Stuff is in the works. These partnerships are paying off. Um... Two other gigging updates, just so you guys are aware of what's going on, and maybe you can find a way to model it. Uh, Today, I have a gig in the afternoon. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on the way to or from. Uh, This is at a hotel. Hotel has a ribbon-cutting event. I think they're relaunching it. Maybe they did a redesign or something like that. That is in Broomfield, which is 20, 25 minutes away. And they're doing a ribbon-cutting. And they booked me to play for two hours in their lobby as they have invited industry partners uh, and other invited guests to this open house, which reminds me, I might need to get some new business cards. I might be running out. I got to check. So hopefully I can get those before the gig today. That gig came from Thumbtack, which I'm not usually a huge fan of the online booking websites. So I feel like you don't need them. But... The reality is people booking entertainment, you know, different people use different methods to search for and find their entertainment. And so I still say, if you can afford it, be everywhere, Uh, you know, be on these platforms, just understand the quality of client on these platforms tends to be a bit lower. Uh, This one, this ribbon cutting was lucky. It's a high quality client. And uh, in our conversation afterwards, The reason they had chosen me was they heard me perform at the MIC conference. So I played this MIC conference back in March. I did several episodes on it, and it is still paying off to this date by making it easier to book clients. Like, there's no price resistance. There's no, oh, I'm just checking out a few other options. Like, no, the sponsoring of that one conference. When I say sponsor, I do not mean money. I mean by playing. Uh, is still paying dividends, and I'm sure it will for years to come. Hopefully I can play that conference every year. Uh, We'll see. All right, so that was the third of four gigging updates. The fourth update is an interesting one, which is, and maybe I'll do a whole, whole episode on this, is on Friday, which is tomorrow, I am playing my first group gig in Denver. Up until now, I've played as a soloist, and... Tomorrow I'm playing a wedding at the Denver Botanical Gardens with the 5280 String Quartet. 
So 5280 string quartet is kind of like what Dream City Strings is in Milwaukee, which is the string quartet that I still run in Milwaukee, despite the fact that I live in Denver. They're a roster of musicians. They market themselves primarily to weddings, and then they subcontract out the music, out the musicians to local freelancers. And they had a connection to that group and they put me on their roster. So they're having me play viola for a wedding tomorrow and another one the week after. So yes, I do still play for other groups, um, but primarily still private events. And yeah, getting involved in these groups, I think is a good thing. Um, obviously, if I'm doing it, I think it's a good thing. It pays. And it's a, another way to break into the gigging scene if you're not as strong of a marketer for your own act. Um, yeah, it's not to say I'm not a strong marketer of my own act, but I love working at multiple ang- angles. And so I think it's great to tap into this network. Plus, you never know what will come from these gigs. When you're playing as a hired gun for somebody else's, it is their gig. It is not your gig. So I am not going to be marketing my act intentionally. Like it's not my place to do so. Uh, But you're certainly free to connect with the other musicians. And if there are opportunities to work with them in the future, that is totally fine. But like it would be poor form for me to go up to the event planner at this gig and say, hey, by the way, I run this other musical act. Like, no, that's not professional. That's the easiest way to get yourself on the blacklist. Um, so just kind of showing you guys what's going on and my approach to certain things. And I feel like there's plenty of opportunities for everybody, right? Like that is, uh, I think one of the biggest roadblocks that we musicians have is the mindset that there's not enough opportunities. There's no possible way I can make a living doing what I love, but that's not true. There's so many people out there who want to hire a live musician, but don't know how. In fact, I did a poll in a Facebook group for people planning their wedding. Why wouldn't they hire a live musician? And about 40% did say they were not interested. Uh, But then the next thing on the list was they're too expensive, which that's an interesting one because when probed a little further, I found that these people expect live musicians to cost in the tens of thousands of dollars range. So like, you know, I could literally put a down payment towards something big instead of a live musician, which you and I both know, we musicians do not all charge tens of thousands of dollars. So that's an objection that is not actually true. So we can overcome that objection. I don't want you to say that you're cheap because I don't want you to charge cheap. You're worth more than what you're currently charging, I'm sure. And I feel the same way about myself. But a lot of people just think it's out of their budget to hire musicians, so you could overcome that. And then another one was people don't know where to find musicians, which that is completely our fault for not marketing to them. So I own that problem. And because of all of these things, I believe there are more opportunities out there for musicians than we possibly can imagine. Because even think about the two opportunities with the DJ companies. Those are opportunities for live music that many musicians would think, oh, they got a DJ. There's no way they're going to hire live musicians. But surprise, we're partnering with DJ companies now. This is not a zero-sum game. 
where one person wins and another loses. This is a game where everybody can win, but you got to shift the mindset. And I've got the mindset there are more than enough opportunities out there for musicians, but it's on us to go and get them. And I'm doing my part. How about you? You doing your part? If you feel like you can do more, if you want to tap into these partnership strategies, then I invite you to get a free copy of the Gig Vault. This is your list of potential partners, a way to reach out to them, Facebook, email, website, even the physical address, so that you can just literally say, okay, today I'm going to visit this venue today, meet up with their contact, and get on their preferred vendor list. So grab your copy of the Gig Vault. It'll come with a free 30-day trial of Full-Time Music Academy, which is where all the strategy comes into play. It's got training videos that'll show you exactly how to partner. It'll show you why you don't need to be a great marketer or even a great networker to do this. Like you actually don't have to talk that much because you can use the power of music when you're meeting up with these people and they will instantly fall in love with you. So it'll come with a free 30-day trial of Full-Time Music Academy and you can get your free copy at OpenTheGigVault.com. So go ahead and grab that free copy, use it, partner yourself with some venues and event planners and DJ companies and caterers and cake decorators, makeup artists, all the people in the private events industry, and, uh, and go get it. Go get some, guys. So remember, your music will not market itself. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.